Hello and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 45 of the NNT pod, I spoke with Igor Coelho, one of the founding members of Neo Research. This is a follow-up to the previously recorded episode with his brother Vitor Coelho, the other half of the Neo Research founders. In this episode, Igor and I talked about his invitation to join the government-established Brazilian Committee for Blockchain and subsequent work, the student research groups he's helped establish in two Brazilian universities, development decision-making processes on the road to Neo3, what excites him most about Neo3, and much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with the Neo News Today podcast. Today we are speaking with the second half of the Neo Research co-founders. Today we have Igor Coelho on the phone. How are you doing today, Igor? Oh, very fine. Thanks a lot for the invitation, Dylan. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a pleasure to have you on the pod. Um, as you know, last week we had your brother on and we spoke about the Neo Research team's foundings, uh, the recently published MILP model, and a little bit about NEO3 governance, among other different topics. So in addition to the MILP paper and the work that you and your brother have been doing in, in terms of the conversation surrounding governance, um, what else have you been working on? What would you like to share about uh, what's been exciting you recently? Uh, thanks again for the invitation. And I took the time to, to listen to the interview. It was very good, the interview with Vito. I guess he, he, he brought many, many uh, interesting uh, perspectives on EO3 and also on the, the recent works we've been doing together. And uh, regarding the latest uh, updates, I think that uh, we had uh, an interesting year regarding the academia side. Like we, I, I told some time ago, uh, uh, until last year, I was a professor at UERJ, a state university in Rio de Janeiro. And since the beginning of this year, I'm in, at UF, which is a federal university. And uh, it's still the same topic, like I'm still a computer science professor, as I've been doing for a few years uh, now. And, uh, but I'm also trying to push like to, to introduce new technology and also blockchain technology uh, through this academia side. So it's very important to have this connection, like the professors in Brazil are, are now more aware of this importance of having the industry closer to the academia. And that's something that I'm trying to do very hard. So there is an interesting thing that happened this year, was an invitation to join the Brazilian Committee for Blockchain which is organized by the RNP, which is RNP in, in Portuguese. That is an institute uh, that uh, worked hard to bring internet to Brazil since the beginning of, I don't know, the, the 90s, the 80s. And uh, it's a very important reference for us in Brazil. And they wanted to have some people uh, working together to bring a perspective for RNP on the importance of blockchain for Brazil uh, for now and also for the future. So this group, the idea is to bring a perspective of, and how, how we, uh, this institution will be, uh, will be aligned 
uh, as this evolution is coming. So you mentioned that um, there in, in our conversation before we started that there are many working groups. So what working group are you a part of and what are what are the goals and outcomes you desire as part of that working group? Yeah, that's very interesting, Dylan, because I I, I accepted the, the participation on the general group and we started to chat. And, and uh, you know me, like when I'm partic participating on something, I'm, I'm, I, I like to be very active and to, to bring new ideas. And they, I'm very, I was very happy that uh, from a group of many professors, they selected me to, to, to try to push the working group for education in blockchain. So we, it was very, I was very happy with that and also a great responsibility. And also we, we had very good people that wanted to contribute too. And uh, we spent like uh, three or four months now. That was, uh, at first we, we started to organize what we wanted to talk about, what's important for education, what's missing, what's not. And uh, after many, many discussions, uh, we concluded that we, one interesting product would be to give a reference uh, undergraduate course on blockchain for Brazilian universities. And we, we, we had many meetings to, to, to do that. And we just finished the report yesterday. We presented the final version of our working group. And, uh, and it's interesting because now the Brazilian universities, we have many people that talk to us that want to give courses, that want to introduce the technology, but don't know how, because we, don't, we still don't have many, many books, like many, uh, it's different than fields that started like 20, 30 years ago. It's something new, so uh, it's interesting. And we have this now, we are very happy. And now the next step for the group is to join these reports and to present it in a Brazilian conference that's starting in December, that's focused on networks on general. So we will present this there. Very cool. When I was an urban planner, um, I, I worked, I was part of various committees that took many months to define a product. So I know how good it feels to finally get all your recommendations put on paper and to start preparing for the presentation phase. It's quite exciting. Um, we had also discussed uh, some really cool work that you and your brother had recently done uh, regarding bringing a grants-like program into the Brazilian academic institution where you will solely fund students who are interested in building and researching, building on and researching the Neo blockchain. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more about this new grant that you and your brother helped co-author. And maybe you could also share a little bit about who had what roles in helping this grant get established. That's very good point, Dylan. Uh, since uh, last year, the beginning of last year, I've been working with the Bridges University at WEG, that they have like a very active innovation department that wanted to 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 bring this this practical uh, funding uh, funding events and also, in fact, we have been organizing workshops and stuff like that. But we wanted to have like some better uh, some better partnership with the university. So we worked towards a contract that could allow us to be, to give uh, scholarship to students, and uh, 
at, in the beginning of this year, the, the process uh, started to, to work faster. In the, but now I'm not anymore at the same university. So Vitor had to, to take the, 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 the process. Uh, but uh, this pro I was like in the mid uh, middleman, like connecting the, 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 the both ends. And the, the, the contract is finally ready. And we, we already have the first student that will, that's very interested in blockchain and he's, he's going to start soon. And we hope that next week we, we are managing like the, the signatures, the final signatures and to make this move on. But the, the good thing is that when you have the first, it's much easier to have the second, the third. So we believe that it's important not just uh, for new because the, the students will learn more about new technology, but also for the blockchain scenario in Brazil, because many other groups can also do similar stuff and like we can power the blockchain here a little bit more. Congratulations. That's a big step to get your first grant um, distributed. Uh, and that's really awesome to hear. I hope we get to, to see some really cool uh, developments coming out of that grant here in, in the coming school year. So uh, maybe we can get put in touch with that student one of these days for some Neo News Today coverage. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember when we caught up, I was, we had a conversation when I was doing some research for the Neo and Academia article. And you had mentioned that when you were at Wedge, you had started a student um, group that was dedicated to studying the Neo blockchain. And that in your new role at your new university, OOF, you were looking at the time to begin a similar student group. So I'm just wondering if you've started to build a team at your new university that you're you're professing at, if you've started to build a similar team that you had built at Huej. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting uh, regarding the, the the people that contribute with us. Like we have several students that uh, like master, especially master and the PhD students. In fact, this is a big difference because this contract now that I mentioned is focused to for undergraduate students. So it's uh, it's a different process because in general for master and PhD, it's like separated from the rest of the, the university. So we uh, we continue to work like and publish papers and develop like practical stuff with the, the students, even the students from the last university. I'm still like advising them uh, in the new one because it's uh, it's like independent. So I can be part like of both graduate programs at the moment, and uh, but for the the UF University, surely uh, I've been talking with some other colleagues, and we we already have some infrastructure here regarding computing, especially for optimization, high performance computing. But the idea is to it's also connected to this working group. It starts to 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 host some sandbox for blockchain. To make people to have access to that, to the infrastructure easier, and also to to tutorials and, and more practical learning stuff. Uh, so uh, in, in the Brazilian scenario, I also have opened some uh, work, some official uh, research group that's being registered in the in the Brazilian committee for that, and it's also independent from the university. But the situation, uh, I. I imagine it's promising. Uh, the, I think the next steps is to offer uh, like re recurrent courses on blockchain. That's not so; it doesn't exist yet. 
and this is the first uh, door to to attract more students especially on the uh, graduate level like master and phd that's usually people that have more time to to focus on on, on like improving the technology but the the interesting point that i see on having also undergraduate students is that they can focus more on for example depth development that's typically faster to do because you don't have to build the the, the technology itself you 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 use what exists and maybe you improve a little bit but this is maybe what the market needs more like more people develop applications and understanding the technology not just like uh, developing but understanding also yeah so in in our also referring to the previous conversation we had a couple months ago, you'd spoken about the fact that Neo uh, became a blockchain of interest for for you and your brother initially because the technology allowed for easier integration into the academic institution. There were some parameters in which there the economics or token economics of the blockchains had to meet. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what made Neo interesting to to you and your team. Um, Will Neo three meet these parameters? Will it operate within these parameters uh, more efficiently? Um, if if there are any differences, how do you envision Neo three will be studied at Brazilian academic institutions in twenty twenty one? Yeah, this is a very good point. Uh, for me, the first thing that uh, it's that that was the thing that attracted me to Neo, of course, is like open source technology. This is fundamental for for having transparency and people understanding. So, and this is common to all other blockchain, major blockchain technologies. The second point is is the capability to have a more controlled uh, scenarios uh, from the consensus perspective, because if you have uh, like mining technology inside the the university, is a little bit strange for me because. If, if you have, uh, I don't know, like you are wasting resources and, and, and like energy is, is a important resource. So if you have like a permissioned uh, or controlled uh, blockchain that's, that requires some regulation, for example, for, for governmental applications, it's strange to waste energy. So uh, the consensus that the DBFT from, from you is certainly one of the most uh, fundamental parts that uh, made us very interested in that. And I still believe in that. And especially with the, the new perspectives on the DBFT3 and the things that might, might come with it, like making it more reliable, making it more, uh, not just resistant to attacks, but also open to participation with something that we, we really like it to see. It's something we need to discuss with the community. We hope the community will, will like these ideas. But uh, when you have a technology that allows regular people to participate in the consensus, it's something that I think uh, attracts much more value because people feel that, uh, okay, we can vote, we can select the consensus, that's good. But uh, uh, there are other, other ways to participate. So we, we like these ideas and the NEO has the potential for that. And that's something that in our university scenario, if we are to propose a, a sandbox, for blockchain using new that's something that we really like to see like people participating uh, during the decision making absolutely um when we were in shanghai last year in in september 2019 
uh, during a Q&A session, you, you said that you told Edge that you like to work on the hardest problems. And at the time, you noted that the hardest problem was how, do, how to upgrade, how to do upgrades directly to the blockchain. So this was over a year ago. So what does upgrading directly to the blockchain mean? And how has work been going on that issue? Yeah, this is the maybe this is the the hottest point that is maybe still quite open, because uh, if you see like the issues regarding the MPT and the, the control of the state, uh, it's still being discussed on, on GitHub. But many people like I think we have two directions here. We have a more uh, a more strict uh, control of the mutability of the contracts. So you can have a very strict vision of, on the code's law, where if you commit a mistake in code, even if it's a mistake, there is no mistake. Like if it's this is your your code, uh, this is the the law, so you accept it. And uh, maybe uh, we are trying to to see different alternatives to that because this is one way of seeing that. Uh, of course, when you you like code's law, as long as as the code behaves the way you expect. But when the code doesn't behave as you expect, everybody thinks, what do we do now? Because from a protocol perspective, it's something more abstract. You have an idea of how tokens work. So besides the code that's running the, 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 the tokens, for example, you, you expect some behavior. You expect to send the token and the, the, the balance go up, the balance go down. You ex ex expect these things. But if these things doesn't happen because of some failure in code, it's something that we still discuss on how how could we upgrade and fix these things if these are to be fixed. Uh, some decision that could help this, as we've been discussing on GitHub, is to have some some flexible control of the the storage proofs of the state proofs. If you don't put them in block, you can you can still have access to that information signed by consensus nodes with the same reliability. But the only thing you don't have is like the guarantee that maybe in the future, if something very, really bad happens, that some new interpretation could happen on that. Of course, no one wants to do that like frequently. It's more something to to prevent some mass uh, some mass problem that could maybe cause a hard fork or something that we've seen on other blockchains. Because in the end, we have a world consensus that dominates the 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 the, the, the real consensus. It's us. Like the people, the the communities, the the people that that are involved in the market, this is the real consensus. The, we have the technological consensus, which is distributed algorithm that handles things, but it only works if people in the world consensus accept that that distributed consensus is behaving correctly. So this is a new level on, on agreement, and maybe we don't need to put all the the, the strict decisions on that on that machine that can fail. So maybe this is an alternative. And uh, to the moment, I think Neo3 has some strict deadline to to to, to be fulfilled. So uh, I'm now in favor, as discussing with the community, that if, if we need to put like the, the storage proofs on the header of the blocks to make things move faster and, and just allow any kind of repair for the moment, for me, that's fine, and we, maybe we can talk about that in the future. Because 
like uh, like we said, it's strange when we talk about immutability that we know that exists on blockchain. But on the other side, if the world consensus doesn't agree on the blockchain, two things may happen. People may drop the blockchain or people may change the code and, and change the, the protocol of the blockchain. So uh, it's hard to, to talk about a very strict immutability in that, in that manner. I think transparency is the most important. Like all the tools need to, to verify the information and make sure that things are correct. And there is no way of having some censorship or, or also some, 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 some kind of attack. This is the most important. The rest is more, how do you make the, the uh, people interacting with the blockchain in the, in the seamless uh, way possible, like in the easiest way possible, and not having to wonder if tomorrow, if they forgot about something that's very important, if they cannot fix that. So I think we can have some, some solutions to that. We are still talking about that. But like I said, time, time is important. And I think if community needs to take some decision, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my votes toward the, the solution that's, that's uh, finishing this faster. But for the future, we can still talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, everything can always be done a little bit better, right? But as the saying goes, um, done is better than perfect. So you yeah. mentioned that we're coming up to this Neo3 uh, deadline for launch. Um, there's a lot of great things that have gone into the protocol. Uh, there's a lot of great things that have gone into various different components of the blockchain and how they're going to interact, like oracles, distributed storage, uh, identity, mm -hmm. things of this nature. So there's a lot to be excited about with Neo3. But as we're getting closer and closer to testnet and eventually mainnet, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about what excites you most about Neo3. Uh, I think you touched the, the interesting point that I'm very, I, I have a very very high hopes on the new FS technology. So I I, I really like it, the the all the demonstrations that 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 we've been shown so far, and uh, I hope that it's very a very reliable service when it's released. Regarding the Oracle. It opens so many possibilities, like for integrating the blockchain with everything else. So I'm sure this this will be like uh, also a fundamental technology to make uh, maybe smart contracts that that are, are really a new generation, because the the smart contracts we have today they are very constrained to the world of the blockchain. And when you have access to the outside world in a reliable manner, like with oracles. I think this changes everything because that's the real possibility of automating many things that that's hard and now it will be easy, it will be possible to do. So I'm very excited with this, these two technologies. And like I said, there are many other fixes that we've been made. There is also the consensus, but some things that may be postponed, I don't know, uh, because like new tree launch is very important. Like it's very important to have the VM working like to have a new dev pack working for people to code in it to to participate in the hackathon and, and learn the new technology and start using it but uh, things never end like that so I, i'm sure that next year we will be discussing like many exciting innovations 
And uh, I'm sure that new tree is just the beginning of a new era for, for the new blockchain. Yeah, I'm looking forward to future uh, in-person community discussions once the world is able to travel again. So in wrapping up, um, what can Neo News Today listeners look forward to uh, coming from the Neo Research community? Uh, I'm very happy to, to participate and uh, I invite like uh, every one of you that that had, has the scientific uh, perspective in the veins, that has some ideas on the technology that want to share. So please send us an email. I, I, I'm sure that, uh, or open some issue in GitHub with ideas that I'm sure that me or Vitor or any other member that participates in the community will be happy to to respond and maybe to, I don't know, to open some wings for, for future partnerships. Like, like I said, we are trying our best here to, to, to make this, this uh, get closer and closer to at least to university reality right here in Brazil, but it's not constrained to Brazil. So we, we'd love to have also more partnerships outside Brazil from university fields. So anyone that feels like participating please send a message and talk to us. It's a very interesting technology and let's go on. Let's go together. Igor, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to come talk with us today. I'm always excited to chat with you about the things you're doing as a professor, how you're uh, integrating and interacting with the government and just how you're, you're, you're planting the seeds for so many students to learn more about the Neo blockchain and to possibly build their career in blockchain as they they go forward after their masters and PhDs. So thank you so much for taking the time to to join us today. It was a really great discussion. Thanks a lot, Dylan. A great hug for you and all the NNT group. That's amazing people. Like we like you a lot and hope uh, look forward to see you in person again very soon. Here's the 2021, right? Yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was really great to learn about Igor's initial attraction to the Neo platform and how his university experience impacted the team's decision to join the community. It was also refreshing to learn more about his research into and thoughts on the third iteration of NEO's DBFT consensus mechanism. And lastly, a major congratulations to the first student to receive the very first NEO-oriented grant in the Brazilian university system. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time.